Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever, mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthy. Yeah, so my two-year-old nephew has this new thing that when he has too much caffeine, he just starts screaming, Baby Shark! <laughs> Baby Shark! <laughs> so we were at Famous Days for Father's Day yesterday, and my brother's letting him have some Diet Pepsi. He's just, Baby Shark! Baby <laughs> Shark! In the middle of Famous Days. <laughs> uh, I guess he did it in the grocery store a few days earlier, too. But how are you doing, Mr. Flower Boy? Good. I yeah had a busy wedding weekend this weekend. I was a flower boy. Uh, the performance <laughs> was fantastic. Uh, someone, the videographer, apparently got a good video. So hopefully he'll send that over to me once he's kind of sifting through everything. But um, yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Very very long weekend. I am exhausted. I am glad I took today off of work because <laughs> I would it would have just I mean would have just been a terrible day for me. Was the wedding out of town, in town? It was in Brandon, so. In Brandon, so far away from Sioux Falls. Yeah. (laughs) 20 minutes. Anywho, then, well, you know what? We could just do it next week again, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Jimmy's going to get married next weekend. Uh, We will not. We're not Not going to have a podcast episode. Yeah, not to me. (laughs) Um, Though there is a lot of tension. Yeah. Yeah, so we... uh, (laughs) We're unfortunately not going to have an episode next weekend, which is understandable. He's going to be busy with other things. Yeah, so if you are just dying to hear our review of The Black Phone, uh, we will probably axe our review of Minions Rise of Gru (laughs) to make room for it. (laughs) Though uh, both are highly in demand. But what do we have this week, Colin? Yeah, this week we have a great episode for you featuring our reviews of Obi-Wan Episode 5. The Boys, Episode 5, uh, Season 3, Episode 5, uh, in fact. Um, and then Lightyear, the new Pixar animated film. Ooh, sounds like a good episode, Holden. Yeah. That one movie podcast. Tom. <laughs> But first, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. I'm excited for the Toms this week. We got some juicy Toms. Put yeah. some, throw some juicy Toms on the grill. <laughs> the Toms, the Toms, the Toms, the Toms. Tom's is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Oh boy, Holden. Some juicy Toms, like I said. Throw, <laughs> throw some juicy Toms on the grills. Yeah. What, 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 yeah. Made first, the joke already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, it's, I'm sorry. I just brought my friend, the guy who just makes uh, barbecue analogies. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, did you have some, some of those jokes are a little <laughs> overcooked? What do you say? I said, did you have somewhere you were going with this? <laughs> yeah, I just said that you know some of these bits are a little overcooked. Yeah, th- yeah. And then, like this one. 
and other ones are well done. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, Olden, we got a trailer this week. We got Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Yeah, uh, the second Puss in Boots movie, something that I wasn't particularly ever interested in. I mean, DreamWorks, I'm sure it would be an okay movie at least. I do like Shrek and everything, but I've never seen the first Puss in Boots. I think it was all right. Not sure exactly. Uh, but this one's coming a lot later, but it kind of caught my eye because I saw someone online talking about it and how it's a very, it looks very stylized and I kind of saw like a little clip of it and I was like, oh, okay, if you're interested. And then I watched the trailer. I was like, Jimmy, we should talk about this. And this is the second trailer actually. So we, we didn't even talk about the first one. This is trailer two, one that just came out this week. Jimmy, what'd you think of it? Yeah, well, you know, so the first one came out in 2011. Mm -hmm. So that is a long time ago, Holden. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> I was in middle school. Holy yeah, smokes. Same. Wow. That is a long time ago. Uh, anywho, uh, Puss in Boots, th that makes me think that, you know, this wasn't just like, oh, we need a cash grab. What's an IP that we had have i this this makes it seem like oh the the creators of this had an idea mm -hmm. for a second puss in boots movie and they had a vision for it and they're trying to execute that vision so it makes me a little more excited for it because why would you just make it a, a random sequel to something 12 years later i mean i do get that it's somewhat tied to shrek but mm -hmm. yeah i mean i i never saw the first one either i don't think <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure i never did um and I don't know anything about it, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if this is like a direct sequel kind of thing, or if this is more standalone sequel. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but like you said, it it is very much in the vein of Into the Spider Verse in terms of the animation style. It's it's unique, it, um, especially for a DreamWorks movie. It's different from their kind of just traditional three D format that they they like to use. So I mean, I, I'm would be you know we'll see what else comes out it's mm -hmm. christmas i think so good luck competing with avatar <laughs> i think i saw it comes out the same week as avatar <laughs> i think it's a week later okay maybe um but. which <laughs> i mean i guess if you're a of a family with really young children that's your movie to go to so maybe they do have a, an audience but i'm guessing families with kids that like you know like nine and up ten and up probably will just go to avatar yeah the way of yeah. water the way of water um <laughs> so i mean it looks interesting i'll give the trailer a brocot because it 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 piqued my interest when i if you would have just told me they're making a second P puss in boots movie i would be like there's a first puss in boots movie <laughs> it did make a reasonable amount of money it made like 555 million so okay that so is nothing it, to scoff at yeah i i if i recall correctly just kind of watching i i, I feel like this has made like maybe they've been toying with a sequel for a while now um and maybe i mean we d compared it to spider-verse i think it definitely took inspiration from that so maybe like once people like stuff was coming out about that they're like oh like this is a good angle to take this puss in boots project or whatever and so i don't know maybe that's what it was regardless very cool looking i am yeah i'm intrigued yeah there seem to be a lot of cool cats in there i wonder if there will be any hot dogs huh Yes, the guy who makes grill analogies strikes what? again. Okay, <laughs> this is this is an overcooked uh, bit. As you, I said already earlier. said that, Joe. I know. I'm just saying. Uh, take your own advice, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give this a uh, broca as well. All right. Yes. 
Um, also, okay, so three weeks in a row we've had Joker-related news. This oh, boy. Week, this week was a big one, big one. So last week we had the announcement that a second Joker movie is being made. This week is a bit of a weird spin uh, because not only has Lady Gaga uh, been in, in serious talks, not confirmed cast, but serious talks to join the cast as Harley Quinn. I like to think that Lady Gaga, when she negotiates, she actually sings everything. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty good. Um, <laughs> but also, this movie is apparently going to be a musical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, again, there is a very, like, the... There's my natural inclination is to want this movie to fail. Mm-hmm. However, I'm working on not being like that, <laughs> not rooting for <laughs> movies to fail. Um, so, look, we talk about, you know, movies can be stale. This is clearly a huge swing. Mm-hmm. I am very inclined to believe that it will be a swing and a miss. Strike three, you're out of here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> strike three got some... strike one and two <laughs> <laughs> it was just they missed it by so much that they just called them out oh gotcha okay uh, <laughs> I'm, um, they, I mean it's a big risk to make mm. the second movie a musical I mean they could absolutely just phone it in with Joker 2, just get Joaquin Phoenix back, just have, just rip off a Goodfellas or some other Martin Scorsese movie and uh, and make it and make a close to a billion dollars. But they are taking a risk here and, and doing a, a musical with Harley Quinn. Or not Harley Quinn. Yes, Harley Quinn. Well, yeah, Harley right? Quinn. But. Yeah, Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, I hope the whole thing's not a musical. I... If this, okay, this movie was already sounding very pretentious. The fact that you're adding Lady Gaga and it's a musical doesn't make it sound any less pretentious. <laughs> On the other hand, it I had I don't I would never have thought I would see seen anything like it. So yeah, I commend them for that, but we'll see. I you know I have to say I this makes me more intrigued with it. Because it, it makes it feel like they're trying a little bit more and not necessarily in a bad way. Like, I mean, it, like you said, it could go either way, um, I, but it makes me more cautiously optimistic for it. I, I'm more into this being like unique, trying something new than just being, as you said, another Martin Scorsese movie kind of thing. Um I don't think Martin Scorsese has directed a musical. Maybe it'd be ripping off one of his. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he's done a musical. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't. Lady Gaga, I think, is an all right actress from what little I've seen her in. Obviously, I never did see A Star is Born. Did she get nominated for that? I think so. I think so. I never did see it either. Um, But I mean, you get her and it's a musical. So I mean, at least that that music like the singing performance will be quality. I don't know how Joaquin Phoenix is as a singer. So I don't know. <laughs> Cautiously optimistic. I think I'm probably more at a Bergeron still, but not. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll go Bergeron. Yeah. I, uh, I'm at a Bergeron too. I mean, this could really just blow up in their face. Yeah. 
like Absolutely. a propane tank from the bottom of your grill that explodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're Hank Hill, that is. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, anyway, next up, uh, Knives Out. Uh, not We still don't have a release date for the sequel, but we do have a title for this movie. Yes. Uh, it's called Glass Onions, A Knives Out Mystery. Um, solo a Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> Knives Out Mystery. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't it's hard to really judge it as a title because we don't understand the significance of glass onions. Um, Do you think it's like a fancy necklace that was stolen? Is heirloom, a family heirloom? Yeah, perhaps. Um, Maybe it's just someone's like, ooh, some onions, but they turn out to be glass and it cuts up their mouth (laughs) and they bleed to death. I want it to be literal. I want it to be a literal (laughs) glass onion in the movie. Um, Can't wait for um, Daniel Craig to be like, glass oh yes this case is a real glass onion i mean it looks crystalline from the outside but when you get inside it's it's stinky it's like an ogre (laughs) yeah layers (laughs) many layers (laughs) yeah i mean it's probably better that it's not just called knives out too because i mean like the knives out like the knives were so intrinsically tied to the first story's plot and style and everything so Knives Out 2 probably wouldn't have made the most sense, but I'm. it makes me curious. What is this movie going to be about? Knives Out 2. The weather is very knives outside. We should go out and cook some meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Johnson, you know, he's never made anything, you know, uh, controversial. controversial. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. People like Knives Out, so... We'll see. Yeah. The I'll second, the second a, film in a trilogy directed by Ryan Johnson. Never gone bad before. Is it going to be a trilogy? Well, there's three of them, yeah. Maybe there'll be more, I guess. I don't know. Um, Bergeron. They didn't get the two in the Knives Out. You know, There should okay. have been a two in there somewhere. I'm gonna or it should have been just Knives Out, parentheses, 2022? Yeah, that would have been good. Um... Also, okay, so DC. So <laughs> we haven't we haven't covered much Ezra Miller stuff in the last few weeks, but uh, so quite a bit has happened. Yeah, yucks. Uh, yeah, so Ezra Miller apparently. Uh, I mean, I think there's been more like assault things that have come out, and, and also on their Instagram account, <laughs> they were like taunting like authorities or whatever. I think they were like actively posting stuff about like how the authorities can't find them or whatever. Um, and has since deleted the Instagram account. Um, but yeah, it's I guess a, a wanted fugitive or something. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what's happening. Um, anyway, tying into that though, uh, DC, uh, hasn't officially come out and said on their own, but deadline reported that Warner Bros is, looking to move forward with a different actor for future flash related product uh, projects um well, apparently- i would hope so <laughs> jeez <laughs> warner bros has apparently tried to get ezra miller help uh but it hasn't it's not looking good as of right now probably the best move <laughs> I, just, I i i mean yikes considering everything i mean the only reason like it it is such a 
terrible situation for the studio itself right now because like the movie is basically completed except aside from i assume like vfx stuff and so they just and have Ezra to, Miller plays like multiple different versions of the Flash yeah, in the movie, right? Yeah, exactly. So they have this movie that they're sitting on, um, and Ezra Miller is so intrinsically tied to it. And like, I don't understand how they would go about marketing this because it, it's not like they'll be able to get Ezra Miller to do interviews or anything. Like, what are they going to do with this? <laughs> I would just like the trailer. to be michael keaton trying to explain what the plot is yeah (laughs) so i'm pretty sure like the there's like this guy who can run fast (laughs) and he's like something happens to his mom and then uh, then batman shows up yeah i think that's about it and then it's just the flash (laughs) (laughs) one ben affleck's in it too you could have ben affleck and michael keaton just uh both uh tag team the marketing (laughs) pay them a lot of money just to take over everything just I I still think they should just get Tignataro to just replace. <laughs> yeah, I was see, I was seeing memes online about that how Tignataro should uh, just just put her in the movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is they've spent a lot of money on this movie. Mm-hmm. I Warner Brothers hasn't said anything, so I don't. Are they just hoping that it just goes away? Things have only gotten worse. I just I I. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just like at a loss right now and they're like just brainstorming like you have executives in the offices like it's a classic scene where just papers are flying everywhere. Everyone's like their tie is somewhat unkempt and everything like <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining monkeys. Yeah, just <laughs> tight punching things into calculators trying to crunch these numbers of uh, well, would it be better financially and like in the long term for us to reshoot this entire thing or just bite the bullet? I think they just I think they're just going to bite the bullet and it seems that way. Yeah, I don't I don't know how else they'll do it. This movie has been in development for so long, even before this all happened. Like we we've, we've been talking about this forever. And even before we started the podcast, this movie has been in development forever. Wasn't Yeah, wasn't this movie supposed to come out in like 2017? Yeah, like initially. Maybe even <laughs> sooner than that cuz initially when like DC revealed their initial slate that still had like the Cyborg movie and Green Lantern movie on it and stuff this was like yeah 2016-2017 Yikes. <clears throat> you know what? I would play the Flash for free. <laughs> I think I would too actually. Just give me room and board. I'm there. I'm pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save you guys some uh, VFX work. Well, uh, campaign for one of Tomp to be the replacement for Ezra Miller. I think they should just animate SpongeBob as the Quickster over at over Ezra oh, Miller. That'd be so Never good. seen. You want to see me run to that rock and back? Want to see me, me, see me do it again? There we go. Classic. Very nice. <laughs> uh, Ezra Miller's situation. This is a bombadil. Uh, I hope yeah. they get better and get the help they need and are able to turn their life around because it is not good. And good no. luck to you, Warner Brothers. You are not in an enviable position. No. Um, wow. Uh, what a what a time to be alive in the DC universe. Indeed. Uh, Bombadil for me as well. Um, also, okay, so more lighthearted. Uh, there was a viral image that came out this week, a promotional image for the new Barbie movie, where we got the first look of Ryan Gosling as Ken. Did you see this, Jimmy? I did. <laughs> What'd you think? <laughs> I thought he, you know, <clears throat> Ryan Gosling's a good-looking man. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, 
you know, I did play with Barbies for a, a short spurt when I was very young, but um, I don't really, I don't think I ever had a Ken. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, people are like, oh, he looks too old to be Ken. I, I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's a good looking man. That's yeah. all I got to say. <laughs> I'm excited for this bizarre movie. And we talk about Joker, uh, fully ado taking a risk. I would say this is equally just what is happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so when I, one of the reasons I wanted to bring that Ryan Gosling thing up is because then I was like kind of looking at the cast. And so there are other characters whose names are also named Barbie in this. So I, is this like a, like, hyper like weird stylized like they are literal like barbies and kens in this i don't i don't know what's happening maybe kens like the bachelor yeah maybe i like i don't it's so weird i don't know what's happening i mean from what the two images we've gotten everything is so pink and like vibrant it doesn't seem like it's set in any sort of real reality so it could be they're either just personifications of toys or something more deep going on here i don't know wouldn't put it past the writer director duo (laughs) i think it's gonna be like a light-hearted jest of everything every Mm -hmm. sort of awful stereotype that the barbie toy has kind of oh i'm sure um made you know made worse throughout the decades so that's what my guess would be but again i have no idea i'll give this a broca yeah personally i'll give it a broca too i hope there is a barbie that's like wally looks like wally and then it goes barbie yeah <laughs> me too like shrimp on the bobby am i right uh, yeah just like on a grill <laughs> on a grill the guy who makes barbecue analogies strikes again uh the last bit of movie news that i believe i have uh, is exciting piece that tom hardy has been reading the script for venom 3 wow thrilling it's happening <laughs> well isn't you said reading or writing? Reading. I think I thought he was writing it. I think he's co-writing it too. I guess all all that I saw was like an Instagram post of the script. So, wow, incredible, exciting. Uh, I don't care, Bergeron. <laughs> Bergeron. Um. Yeah. Uh, gaming news. Uh, for me. Uh, hold on. We have a huge piece of news that you just literally just we've talked about in person so maybe i think that's why you missed it it's technically tv news but they are apparently maybe in development of a of a uh john snow sequel series at hbo Mm -hmm. um that's that's one of the big juicy juicy news throw them on the grill pieces (laughs) of news this week um I, we talked about this in person, but let, let's share our thoughts with the the audience. Hold yeah. Um, so I initially when I I mean, OK, so nothing about the story has really been revealed as far as I can tell. To me, it feels like potentially what the Obi-Wan series is or like what we thought it was going to be. But it's like made way too soon. I just it, I. I wouldn't mind a Jon Snow series in like five to ten years or whatever. We could maybe, you know, get a similar return to him so so far along after he's like gone beyond the wall, lived there for a while. But I mean, we just ended Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah, know. if they're gonna do like, I agree. Wait ten years to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would say is if you're gonna do it. 
you can't you just got to come back south like you mm-hmm. can't just be above north of the wall because you're just gonna be thinking what are the other characters that i know and love up to and i just like i for me it's like yeah is it a response to people not liking season eight like is this a thing that would they be thinking about making this if season eight was highly regarded that's a good and point I like i think it lo- would yeah are they looking at this as a way of trying to rewrite like the ending in some capacity like and not is necessarily it a dexter new blood situation? yeah <laughs> I, I mean yeah i think that's a good comparison honestly i wonder if that's like what the what they're trying to do and also i mean i think there's a really good chance that this doesn't ever see the light of day like i would mm-hmm. say that i mean we don't really know the context of like it's in how in development it is it could just be like a, a warner brothers <laughs> board meeting being like oh what can we do with hbo max so, well i mean john game snow. of thrones is big john, john snow he's one of the main characters <laughs> who's still alive um but it's like if they're gonna do that I, I want to know what other characters are up to without saying their names and spoiling who survives and who doesn't. But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, just north of the, like, I just don't, The I mean, for me, the part stuff north of the wall was the least interesting part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, like, the magical stuff has kind of left the Game of Thrones world. So I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know where you would go with it other than there's a new threat in the south or they're just like just kidding there's it there there actually is more magical stuff up here in the north and game of thrones is is kind of like star wars to me where right now i'm just like just make stuff not tied to the existing characters like either do stuff way in the past or way in the future like i want to see new stuff in this world like i sure you can have an occasional reference thrown in for you know haha i i I get that reference kind of reaction but i just want to see something different yeah well if only there was like a a prequel series coming out (laughs) later this year yeah and i mean that is coming but even that i mean it's still you know tied to the targaryen name and yeah well see that's i think that's like that's good enough like you tied it to the family names but none of the characters are there yeah so um and the whole story has already been written by george r, r. martin so yeah. that's that's Thank good goodness um well you know i guess the encouraging thing is that they did cancel the long night series that they were going to make they shot the pilot for and they just said it wasn't good enough so mm. i mean at least they you know like nintendo kind of has their quality control where they just restart entire projects <laughs> um it makes me a little bit more confident. I mean, I we'll see how House of the Dragon goes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really optimistic for that. Um, but I think that will dictate kind of everybody's outlook of Game of Thrones moving forward. I think they need, like, House of the Dragon to be good and then another thing also to be good before mm-hmm. they can really pick up the steam. Um, but I think, yeah, I agree. They should wait. And, I mean, this is in development, so, like, realistically even if it were being started it would still be three four years away so yeah yeah maybe by then it will be time for a good old time good old time with john snow he's reunion he's cooking up some burgers yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> gonna keep shoving it in yep you um it. yeah i'll give that a bergeron yeah Berger. actually bombadil I'm giving in Bombadil. I don't want this right now. 
Not right now. My first thought was, why? Why would they do that? <laughs> Give us something else instead. Um, and that's coming from someone who didn't completely hate season eight. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, that's all I got for that. Okay. Um, I That actually reminded me of something else real quick for movie news. Um, Taika Waititi said this week that his Star Wars movie is actually going to n- is will not be tied to any like current Star Wars things. Good, thank Broca. goodness, <laughs> Broca. Um, okay, in terms of gaming news, uh, the main thing for me was that um, Square Enix came out with a Final Fantasy VII like twenty fifth anniversary celebration thing. Um, and it was just kind of a short little live stream, but it was a packed live stream where they debuted the first kind of cinematic footage of the second part of the remake, um, which is confirmed to be coming out winter of next year. So winter 2023. Um, I know what Olden's getting for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know it. Uh, and then there's also, uh, there's been a couple like various spinoffs of that game over the years. And the one that's kind of been regarded as the best is called Crisis Core uh, Final Fantasy VII. And apparently that was like a PSP game. And that's getting a, like a remaster remake treatment thing that is coming out this uh, coming winter. So I might get that, although I might look into it more since that came out after the original game. I don't know if like you need context of the full story or not to enjoy that we'll see but exciting stuff from that end of things were there any gaming news for you jimmy that came out i don't think i can't think of anything so if there is i don't remember sure all right well in that case let's just move on to talk about obi-wan the penultimate finale throw another obi-wan on the bobby yeah Alright, so Obi-Wan, Episode 5. Uh, like previous discussions, this will be full spoilers. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, what? Oh, I just got a, a thunderstorm alert. Did he get that, Jimmy? Thunderstorm alert? Yeah, I don't nope. know. It's like one of the emergency alerts they send to like, every phone or whatever. I didn't guess so. <laughs> they just don't expendable. care about you. <laughs> <laughs> I am in a different county, to be fair. Oh, so. yeah, that could be it. Um, yeah, anyway, Obi-Wan, what did you think of this episode, Jimmy? Well, okay, first off, Holden, if you say Obi-Wan in the Pokemon voice, it's pretty fun. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. A world full of (laughs) Obi-Wan. Um, so that's, first and foremost, that's the most important thing to get out of the way. Uh, otherwise, you know, this episode had some great moments, but again, once you, like, sit and think about it, it, it <laughs> still falls apart. But I will say, there's more good to offset the bad in this episode. That ratio is higher than a lot of the other episodes, mm-hmm. I think, in this series. So I guess it's a better one. Yeah, I, I it's, think it's not. I it's it's still not the quality I would hope for. But you know, it wasn't the most forgettable thing I've seen. I think for the, I mean, I, honestly, this is probably just similar level for me. I think, um, it it 
initially I forgot like almost everything that happened in this episode. And granted, the first time I watched it, I was a little distracted because I was kind of doing something else as well. Uh, but grilling. Yeah, I was grilling. <laughs> um, but uh, even before the podcast, I kind of went and skimmed through it again. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is kind of dumb. Maybe I shouldn't have re-skimmed through it because I probably had a better like opinion <laughs> of it before. Oh, um, yeah. They're kind of just whispering to each other through this wall. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many like dumb things in this episode. I like in terms of just logic and like things that don't make any sense. There's that uh, whole thing whispering between the wall. There's uh, what's her name sacrifice. Why doesn't she just throw the thermal detonator at the guys <laughs> instead of holding it? <laughs> that, like, I was <laughs> wondering that too. I'm like, first off, they ran around like to take cover. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're doing less damage <laughs> just blowing yourself up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. Um, I mean, the uh, the ending doesn't make it like I don't. The, to me, it doesn't make any sense why. Darth Vader would keep Reva alive after everything. I like I'm sure it's going to be revealed like oh he knew that Reva was going to, you know, find Luke or something and but that's so stupid. Like he she he should have just killed her. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Did you see that some like some random, you know, wannabe news outlet had like will young Luke Skywalker die in the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale? <laughs> <laughs> or it's like hope not. no clearly no <laughs> um so oh, let's okay i'm just trying to think through this episode kind of chronologically so mm-hmm. they get to the jabim right the Is most that- boring planet in all of star wars and that's that's <laughs> coming from someone who cannot remember half of the planets from rise of skywalker <laughs> um <laughs> Again, it goes to why didn't they just bomb it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I like you have bombs, <laughs> but okay, they don't bomb it. They go down, and gosh, I, I'm trying even to remember what happens now. Like you said, I did watch this right away on Wednesday, and okay, so one of the things that we, we kind of talked about this in person again too. So I'm remembering th- remembering some of our stuff from that conversation we had when we went to see Lightyear on Friday. Um, and we said we. I kind of talked about how I'm one of my least favorite movie, TV show, video game storytelling tropes is like keeping the someone's um, motivations a secret and revealing them later. I'm like that. Like somebody's motivation for something, I don't think should be a twist. <laughs> like yeah. it's not as interesting to watch it play out. And I kind of compared it to like okay. So Reva's whole motivation is that she wants to kill Darth Vader because he was gonna, he killed her friends. He was going to kill her. And we can even talk about, like, does that even make sense what she does after that? But, okay, let's just say, okay, yeah, we kind of had already figured that out, mm-hmm. for one. But also, that just didn't make the character interesting to watch. Yeah. It, I think it's more interesting when you have a clear-cut motivation and then you have to evaluate whether or not you agree if that's a legitimate motivation for somebody to have and if how they're going or how they're reacting to that motivation, what they're doing about it to accomplish their goal. Is that something you agree with it or like, can you relate to that or, or how do you perceive that character through that lens? Mm-hmm. So I compared Riva to Thanos. Mm-hmm. Like 
There's no question what Thanos' mission is. He comes, he's like, I'm going to wipe out half the population to restore balance. He says it, he explains it. Mm -hmm. You know Thanos' motivation throughout that Infinity War and Endgame uh, kind of back-to-back features. And like, it's really compelling to watch him. Because you kind of get to see his character through that. Reva, yeah. it's like, well, I don't really know why she wants to kill Obi Wan. Yeah, and it's so. I, I think that yeah. plot device you're you're criticizing. I think I, I'm not saying it can't be done well in some uh, circumstances because I feel like there there have to be examples of it being done like fine. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's just it's so lazy and dumb and. It doesn't make rewatching it any more interesting because it's I like I understand her motivations now, but I don't really see how her actions prior to this really fulfill that. <laughs> so, I hate Darth Vader and everything he stands for. So I'm basically just going to pretend to be him. And then I guess I'm just going to catch him when he's not suspecting. Yeah, it. that's I don't I don't understand like, what like <laughs> what killing the or thinking you kill the grand inquisitor how that really accomplishes anything like i don't it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense this character is just it's all it's all a sense like she is the twist that's like the entire character and it's an obvious twist at that um but then the it just the twist makes her make less sense and yeah what like and Obi, <laughs> then Obi Wan's like, "Hey, let's work together to kill him," and yeah. then he just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It was so like it didn't make any sense no. what was happening. I, I was, it was bizarre. And you had yeah, lots of lots of weird things. Stormtroopers, my goodness, just horrible. <laughs> I could shoot better than these apparently highly trained stormtroopers. At least they're keeping that consistent, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's canon accurate. Yeah. Uh, also, that wall, I'm like, why doesn't she just stick her lightsaber through it? Mm-hmm. And then she finally just does. I'm like, oh, imagine that if you just did that right away, like everybody was thinking. <laughs> or again, you could just bomb them. Yeah. Which that, I mean, that's the big one. I don't understand why they just don't do that. Um. The purge troopers are in here. Uh, I believe there's a canon error where I think the purge troopers are supposed to have lightsaber resistant armor, and they just get cut down by Obi Wan. So <laughs> Obi Wan and is just they. Well, I guess they do have lightsaber resistant armor armor because he just his lightsaber just bounces off of them. Oh, does it? I thought I thought he was just like slicing. I mean, like he them. can't. He doesn't slice. Like he can't actually. Like they're not showing any. They don't lose any limbs or anything is what I'm saying. It's oh, very much Jedi so. Fallen Order. Like, oh, I'm getting sliced up very superficially and dying. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So, I mean, we, we've cleared out some of the bad stuff. There's still plenty to get through. But let's, let's <laughs> shine a light on a few positives before we just dig deeper into this. I um, come up with the positives because I struggle to think of that many. <laughs> I just liked uh, Darth Vader toying with Reva, just using the Force mm-hmm. when she's trying to kill him with her lightsaber. I thought that was great. I was like, that was what I would have liked to have seen 
um, with that first Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader confrontra- confrontation. Just he's like just so much better than her and he's just flicking her away without even trying. And he just kind of entertains himself by throwing her the lightsaber. Also, I don't know why he just didn't use his own. <laughs> yeah, right. Which <laughs> it was there. It was on his hilt. And he just is like, oh, I'll just use half of yours. <laughs> um so that I that was a good moment. Of course you had the moment where he force stops the ship and you're like, Oh, that's really cool. And he brings it down, he starts ripping through it, and then it's just it's just a decoy ship, and then the next one takes off, and you just, you know what? Just I don't need go. to force grab that one. Let's just <laughs> let that one go. It was, I I, uh, I don't remember if, yeah, I think I was talking to to Kale about that, um, my roommate. But, like, it, it's the same thing that happens in that third episode, where he can just clearly make the fire go out, and then, oh, he does he's just the second time it lights up on fire he's just not gonna make it go out again it's like 11 he gets his powers drained yeah <laughs> his nose starts bleeding it's just oh my god so, well i mean like like and even again you could have he's maybe he's forced stop the actual ship He's trying to do it. He's trying to bring it back down. And you could have two things happen. You could even... That's when Reva maybe tries to do her strike. And then mm-hmm. he has to stop in order to defend himself. Yeah. That makes sense. Then they can get away. Reva actually serves a purpose for once. <laughs> or you could even have it... He's forced stopping the ship. And then maybe he and Obi-Wan have some sort of force confrontation. And then Obi-Wan has to actually, for the first time, fully recommit to using the force in order to save these people's lives. And then you have a good character moment there. But instead, it's like, oh, no, you know what? Just a decoy ship. Guess I'm just not going to use the powers I used eight <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah. Because why Why would you have anything actually work to benefit the development of the characters or progress the plot? Holden, I don't know. But I don't know. I, I'm, I, there's more that I wanted to talk about with this episode that I honestly just forgot at this point because i watched it on wednesday yeah um well uh, well the reva being alive um yeah i i thought this when i was watching it i i saw someone else on i think it was reddit too because boy star wars reddit is just tearing itself apart over this show um star wars divisiveness at its peak it's like the last jedi just got re-released for the first time jeez holy smokes people are most people don't like this um which is like (laughs) i think this is objectively worse than the the last jedi by a large margin oh yeah um not that the last jedi does not have its faults but i think the the peaks of the last jedi are much higher than the peaks of the writing in this show um but the moment where darth vader has two the two red lightsabers and reva's kneeling down is perfectly reminiscent of when he decapitates that's what um, i i literally said that while we were watching that i was like oh it's just like count dooku the beginning episode three and i saw i thought that when i was watching it saw someone else say it too on on reddit and then he just stabs her and they're like well we'll leave you for dead and then it has like the flashback of her getting stabbed when she was little so should he did she get stabbed twice by him and just live both times i guess (laughs) Um, I just realized we haven't talked about any of the, the flashback stuff. Um, I, oh yeah, uh, like- which we'll have to talk about. It it 
my it's it's all blurring together for me because I've looked and heard and listened to so much discourse about this episode already. It's almost been a week <laughs> since the episode comes out has come out, so I kind of forgetting some of the stuff that happens. But um, or what was in this episode? What was in the last episode? But yeah, her being alive is so dumb i mean like if you're gonna if she's gonna survive just have her survive don't Mm -hmm. have it set up for her to die and then she just i guess she just lives and then bail organa just just like you know what hopefully they don't find out about the kid darth vader's kid who lives on tatooine (laughs) hopefully they don't find out about him that would be not good (laughs) obi-wan kenobi this secret message for you did I mention the kid is on Tatooine? <laughs> His address is 304 Sandy <laughs> Dome Circle. At the intersection of two burned corpses. Drive. Just a few miles away from the Tosh- Tashi Station. There's a good Star Wars <laughs> reference. There you go. Um, Yeah, that I and then so I guess she's going to go after. But what does she care? That's I I don't understand what they're trying to set up there. I think they're trying to make us think like, oh no, Riva, the now you know somewhat conflicted villain who's probably not a villain anymore. She's gonna find Luke. Like, okay, I can't wait for her to die to save Luke Skywalker and Leia and Obi Wan or whatever and be a good person. Because the worst thing. I'm so sick of that. That is the most Disney Star Wars thing ever is to take these people in the Empire who just inexplicably are like, oh, you know what? The Empire is actually bad. Yeah. I I would much rather see it the other way around in a convincing style. And that that Luke twist has no tension because we know that Luke has only had like a boring life. That's his whole deal. And we know that Darth Vader doesn't know where Luke is. Like he doesn't know he even exists prior to the events of the original trilogy. So like, I don't, I don't understand. Can't wait for this last episode to be like 44 minutes of just whatever, like Darth Vader and Obi-Wan inexplicably being on Mustafar again for whatever reason. Oh yeah. That'd be so good. Um, they're going back. They were literally in the Mustafar system or whatever. In a, I don't know. Just, can't wait for neither of them to die (laughs) no stakes um okay we got we have the the flashback scenes Mm -hmm. which why they didn't de-age them i don't know look better call saul is one of my favorite tv shows of all time and they put no effort into de-aging those actors either so i don't have a huge problem with it but but the difference better call saul like the makeup is so good like, and I, I'm not saying they look like necessarily the age they're supposed to, but they look a lot younger than they are in real life. Like, Bob Odenkirk... That is true. Bob Odenkirk looks a lot younger in the show than he does in real life. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk's like 60 now, or maybe 59, something like that, and he looks like 20 years younger than that, at least. Yeah. So... That is true. Um, But, <laughs> like, I was still an old and... I saw, so I watched this Wednesday morning when it came out, and like a couple hours later, I saw on YouTube someone had already de-aged them, like convincingly, like <laughs> one person. <laughs> Disney, you're telling me you couldn't have done that? Um, I don't, 
I don't know. I, you know, I, I enjoyed that scene actually on Coruscant. I'm a sucker for Coruscant. I know they were just standing in the volume. I understand. I get it. But you know, they have, I don't know why it was episode two them. I feel like it would make more sense if it was revenge of the Sith them like pre revenge yeah. of the Sith. But it, that's what I feel like that would have just made more sense. But, uh, you know, Obi-Wan's teaching him a lesson. Why they're practicing with actual lightsabers boggles my mind. Seems like the worst idea ever. Why would you not have, like, wooden paddle yeah. things? Um, but, you know, they didn't... The Jedi never claimed to be smart, so... Um, that was just I, a nice scene. I liked it. You had Anakin being all aggressive in that, and you can see that he's kind of learned, and he's just hit with him toying with Riva. thought those were nice interspliced within the episode so again you had that moment which i think was really nice you had the Riva getting toyed with by darth vader him just kicking her butt you had the moment where he force stops the ship before it turns out to be just a decoy in that stupid twist so there were there were times i was like oh yeah okay it was the ship twist was i mean it was so similar to the... It was the, comical. It was like the Rise of Skywalker thing where Ray just destroys a ship that we think <laughs> has Chewbacca on it and then he's just inexplicably on another ship. <laughs> Reminded, I was like thinking that the whole time. I'm like, oh, is he going to like somehow like destroy it with force lightning or something? Like what's going to happen here? Well, I, I didn't even see the other ship too yeah like until it took off which you would see the other ship if it took off and there's just another ship there. Like, you would think you would just take it and crash it into the other one or something. I don't know. Everyone. I've, I've made two uh, favorable comparisons to Rise of Skywalker in this episode, which is not something I thought I would be doing at all. Favorable? Well, I, I Did guess... Did you say that was favorable? The the stupid when she blows up the one shot? Oh, okay. Maybe it's lightning. not favorable. I guess they're pretty was, equally uh, stupid. <laughs> Well, both of these have in common of people just dying, but not dying at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the Grand Inquisitor's dead? No, he's not. Oh, Ariva's dead? No, she's not. Well, C-3PO's mind's wiped? Nah, he's good. <laughs> Chewbacca's dead? Nah. Yeah, it's... Oh, my gosh. I I think... I Yeah, I really just don't think this episode is that much better. I mean, but I won't... I, I don't totally disagree with like your your positive points either um this i mean this episode at least had moments that i will remember and like i will sure. i actually enjoyed where I, the other episodes i don't remember there being a moment that i actually well, like oh, this is actually you know decent or this was a nice touch um more negative things about this episode though um the leia stuff boring who cares <laughs> Uh, kind of almost forgot she was in this episode. Uh, I like how she just fixes the droid by pulling a little sticker off of it or whatever. Like it just looks like a little piece of lint pulls off of the droid. Suddenly, all good. Leia doesn't even like question why the droid was malfunctioning. It's just like, oh, okay, you're good now. Great, cool. Glad that's solved. Um. Which is weird. Leia's, I've been pretty vocal that she's one of my favorite parts about the series, but she was like the most useless part of this episode. Um, 
the action in general still pretty bad i yes it is like (laughs) i it's it's so weird to me that it is bad because i feel it it seems like the obvious thing is to make like put a lot of work into the choreography for this show and i think that's what a lot of people were expecting us included and it's just not there even the fight with like i i wasn't even super hot on the fight with anakin and obi-wan like i i thought it was okay but I don't know. I just have not been impressed by anything from that. Well, I I did like how you could tell it was a little bit of the prequel flair. I thought they balanced that nicely. Like it was not like over the top, whatever, but it was like a nice, Hey, you haven't seen like a new prequel era fight yet. Mm -hmm. Really? Just a lot of flinging around the lightsabers. Like a dance. Yeah. So that was nice. That was a little, a a nice touch in my opinion. Uh, Again, does that make up for Reva's character arc making no sense? No, it doesn't. Does it make sense? Does it make up for all just the other stupid things that happen? The complete gaps of in logic? No, it does not. So the music is still so good, though. I really like the music, right? Like I noticed that while I was rewatching, like skipping through it. I'm, I'm a big fan still. I think it's decent. I wouldn't say it's incredible. Okay. Fair enough. Um, That's my main Natalie positive with this series. Holt? Natalie Holt, yeah. Yeah, she did Loki, right? Mm-hmm. Which Loki is a banging soundtrack. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, I mean, we have the finale this week. Obviously, we won't be able to give you our thoughts until the like a week and a half later. So we'll see how <laughs> that goes. Uh, well, maybe, you know, maybe that episode won't be uh, full, like, you know, two weeks away, maybe it'll be a little like ten days or something. I don't know. We'll see. I'm available whenever Jimmy is, so he's just got to hit. Give me the okay. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I, I, I think that's it, Holman. <clears throat> Can't wait for Riva to die for the good cause. Yeah, great. I think <laughs> I'm gonna throw up a little bit when that happens. All right. Uh, yeah. What happens to Lola too? Is Lola gonna die? Gonna get who cares lola's cute but has like just been useless aside absolutely useless yeah like aside from being used as a tracker by the villains cool neat all right uh what are we boys boys time yeah boys time all right the boys season three episode five uh, like all of our tv episodes full spoilers for this one so if you haven't seen it yet uh, you can skip by using the time codes below um but yeah this is um obviously we've been quite enjoying season three so far what'd you what'd you think of this episode jimmy yeah i thought this was the weakest episode so far of the season um I thought how we vocalized, you had vocalized, and I was like, I don't really know if I agree with that. How you were a little nervous that they would just turn Homelander into like another Trump parody. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's starting to really come to fruition a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I noticed it more so this episode than the other, than the other ones, where everybody's, he, everybody's just a yes man to him. I, I don't know. I'm just... 
if this is where the Homelander, if they were to kill him and this is where he ends up, that would be disappointing for me because yeah. I love the Homelander up until this point. Mm-hmm. Like maybe my favorite character of any TV show ever. Like I love Homelander and Anthony Starr. Well, if you love amazing. him so much, why don't you marry him, Jimmy? I don't think he's into that. Okay. Um, and I'm also, I, I kind of already committed to someone else holding. I guess you have put a lot of money into this um, <laughs> this wedding, and that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that would be, that was kind of the one thing that stood out to me with this episode was everybody just, I like it when he's kind of kept in check. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they may be building to him losing his powers to soldier boy now that might be kind of a like a fake out like oh it seems like we're building up to homelander's gonna lose his powers which is his biggest nightmare Mm -hmm. as a character i mean that would be character assassination times a million um it's like uh, jamie lannister getting his hand cut off like it just like completely changes who he is I feel like that's what they're building towards um, because you can imagine how pathetic Homelander would be in that situation. Mm -hmm. But I think that that might be where you think it's going. So it's not going there. Yeah. Sort of deal. I mean, it's really hard to tell. I mean, if they did do that, I think, you know, whenever, like however long he's without his powers, I think that would be very interesting. Um but, I mean, we don't really know the full effects of, uh, you know, Soldier Boy's blast so far. I mean, we've seen Kimiko. We get some more stuff with her this episode. But, I mean, her powers are still gone. So, I don't know. We don't know if it's temporary, if they'll come back, or if there's some other more deadly side effect. I think they're going to come back. I think Because so that's another thing that could happen is they get Homelander, and then they have this window where he's vulnerable. I just hope they. I'm hoping they don't kill Homelander off this season. I think that would be a mistake. I I hope that Soldier Boy doesn't replace him as kind of like the main antagonist, because like we don't know. Like we, not that Soldier Boy can't turn out to be like as equally compelling, but we don't know anything about him. We haven't really seen his character that much. I don't. I don't. To me, I don't think Soldier Boy is being built up to be the next villain. Like I. I think. He could become a threat in some capacity, but I I don't really see him be like being shot up as the main villain. Could be wrong. Maybe I'll eat my words, but I'll have egg on my think, face in a few weeks, maybe. But who do you think is most likely to be the big the the ultimate big bad of the boys series? Like the the main antagonist of the final season. Do you think it's Homelander? Do you you just say you didn't think it was Soldier Boy? Do you think it could be Billy Butcher? I think it could be Butcher. Like I think they are, like he is starting to really go off the rails. Mm-hmm. So it could be a thing. I mean, they've already confirmed season four, but they didn't say like, oh, season four will be the last season. So I feel like we have two seasons left. Yeah, and we'll I see. see that. I, I think see that being the case. I'm just, I think, I'm just hoping that it's not, oh, Homelander dies this season, Soldier Boy dies next season, and then it's Billy Butcher the last season. No, I feel like either, 
I mean, I, I feel like either Homelander is going to stick as the main villain for the whole thing. And this is a, a lot of stuff is just trying to throw us off of that. Or it's going to be Butcher. I don't think Soldier Boy is. I, he might stick around, but I don't think he's he's going to be the villain. Yeah, I hope not. We'll see. Anywho, Holden, other things that happened in this. We have the whole, what's his name, Blue Hawk mm-hmm. situation with his apology. Yeah. That was really hard to watch. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, good scene. I mean, I it's probably A-Train's subplot is my least favorite right now, but I think it's still an interesting way to take his character, and I'm kind of interested to see how this development is going to tie him into the larger story, like how it's going to probably change his outlook on everything happening. So, yeah, I... I want Adrian to finally just fully commit to the good guys. Let's go. Yeah, right. Um, I feel like Queen, that could be. I I feel like that could be by the end of the season. I, like I think could, so. That could be. His I think A Train's gonna die. He's dying. You think he's dying? I think he's dying for for a good cause. So he's finally gonna be like stand for something. Yeah. When I can't run for something, I'll stand for it instead. <laughs> They'll have some sort of cheesy line. <laughs> I've been, what is it in the dawn? He's like, I've been running my whole life and whatever. Now it's time. I think I stay still for a while. Yeah. Whatever his like cheesy quote is <laughs> when they're trying to get him out. Um, yeah. So I think that's coming. Queen Maeve, Billy Butcher, some tension, yeah. some heavy touching. Yeah. More than that. All right. <laughs> heavy wow. Petting. Heavy petting. Um, interesting to see that, uh, and interesting to see it come after Billy's, like, uh, Billy Butcher's is like, I'm going to just kill it, all the superheroes, which you would also be in that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing some people seem to be indicating that could potentially happen is that there's like a, a compound V vaccine mm-hmm. where maybe they use soldier boy to develop some sort of, you know, injection that you can take that will strip you of your powers. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, another interesting thing is Huey seems pretty intent on killing uh, Victoria Newman, even though I'm not convinced she's a huge villain. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll I, I'm just honestly Huey's like the character I'm most interested in right now to see where he's going because he's gone undergone maybe the most change this season out of any anyone. He is a lot more gung-ho on the whole idea of killing the soups. Obviously, he's been taking this V24 stuff and seems to be, you know, developing some sort of addiction to it. And then that causes tension between him and Starlight. I, he's, I, I just am so interested in where he's going. And, yeah, he's, he's interested in killing Victoria Newman. I don't think really anyone else is that set on her, but that's that's his villain right now. So yeah, well, that was the that piece that broke him completely mm-hmm. was finding out that she was a, a soup. Yeah. Um. So you had the stuff with the what's her name, the uh, crimson, crimson. What's her name? Countess? Crimson Countess. That's it. Mm-hmm. Where she? Well, Seth Rogen makes his cameo of the season. <laughs> Does he do it um, every season? I don't know if he does it every season, but he's been in it at least twice now. Yeah, he's a producer of the show, so he'll pop up. 
um she, <laughs> she gets she she gets uh um madeline still to another level yeah <laughs> um getting just charred and and it's interesting because they, they've really built up soldier boy as literally quite literally the homelander before homelander in terms of his relationship with everyone and i thought it was really uh the parallels you see are were pretty interesting uh between those two characters and how you know he's, he's asking crimson countess like how much did you sell me out to the you know the russians for the soviets for and she's like nothing <laughs> like we hated you uh which is very parallel to what queen Ma- queen mave tells homelander when homelander's like homelander's like when did you quit loving me she's like i never loved you i always hated you yeah yeah like you are the worst person ever just yeah i mean as you said that scene i mean every every time homelander gets put in his place that's like one of the best scenes of the episode (laughs) he's just constantly always thinks he's on top no matter what happens and then someone's just like nah hate you man his need to be loved Mm -hmm. so i am excited for the like i hope he gets the opportunity to snap eventually yeah um but again, they got to really walk the line and they're really tiptoeing close. The doomsday clock is get ticking close to midnight <laughs> with, uh, you know, if Homelander, he orders something at Popeye's and they, they don't get him the right stuff, they could lose it. That could be the final, could be it. <laughs> the final thing to snap there. Um, yeah. yeah. Thinking of other things, they go to that guy who's like the legend or whatever his mm-hmm. name is. Played by Paul Reiser, who we've been seeing in Stranger Things. He's also yeah. he's also the dad in Whiplash. But oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was interesting. Oh, you had the whole musical bit with yeah. uh, with, which I thought was very well choreographed. <laughs> I was like, this is legitimately well done yeah no i that was in that was kind of like the scene i had heard about before uh the episode i was able to watch it and it was great um i mean frenchie gets a few lines it sounds like he's actually the one singing that i don't know i don't think kimiko is singing uh maybe she is regardless very fun very fun. It's a lot brighter, a lot more colorful than the rest of the show. You can tell it's not really reality, obviously, because everyone's dancing. And But, I mean, I think, honestly, the Kimiko stuff this episode, what little we get is probably some of the best in the episode. Just because, I mean, she's <coughs> clearly so happy that she finally is rid of these powers she's loathed for so long. Um, she's getting the ability to speak back. I mean, in in some ways, it is a, a Little Mermaid kind of thing where, you know, Ariel and the Little Mermaid has to, you know, lose her voice to go out and do what she wants. And there's this whole, you know, trading of, of, of everything to get what she wants. But it's, yeah, I think she's going to end. I mean, I think it's going to, honestly, now that I'm kind of talking through it, I think she's going to have to make the decision to get the powers back. I don't, I don't think they're going to just come back. Oh yeah, I like that idea. Like she's like, "Hey, batter up." Yeah. Like something's going to happen. The some of the boys, maybe Frenchie's in danger. She loves that she's, you know, learning to be able to talk and everything, but, you know, she needs the powers. I think I heard somewhere 
that the next episode is based off a specific famous comic. Yeah, Herogasm. Herogasm. I don't know anything about it, so don't say anything. I don't need, I don't I know just, anything about it either, but I have heard that as well. It's a it's a famous version of the comic. Yeah, the title of the episode is also Herogasm, so So, yeah. So we'll see. How many episodes are there? 8 8 9. So, a little okay. over halfway done with it. All right. Well, we'll see. I, I'm knowing the boys. It'll be a, a huge finish here. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I love this show. Even <laughs> like this is the weakest episode, and I'm you know that w- my critic criticism was like you know Homelander is a little bit too much like Trump. It's a little too on the nose. Yeah, for me. yeah. That's and I mean, it. this is this is definitely kind of like last episode was incredibly violent and action packed, and a lot of things happened. So this was a lot more just calm after the storm. Um, you know, just kind of regrouping. It's more character focused. Yeah. Um, mm, de- develop the characters. <laughs> Which I mean, I I think you could argue like in a lesser show, this would just be like a filler episode. But I feel like most of the stuff in this is still justified in being here. Oh, I absolutely. Li- yeah, I mean, I like all the character moments we get in this episode. Even, I mean, yeah, I, I'm with you that the Homelander stuff is a little iffy, but yeah. Yeah, I hope they rein that back in. Because, again, I, like I said, he's my favorite character of the show. So, hope they don't go on off the rails with it. Felt like there was going to be another thing that I was going to bring up. But I cannot remember. So, I think that will just have to do it for me. Cool. I Anything th- else, Holden? Um... No, I don't think so. I think that's pretty much all I have to say. I feel like there's something big, but nah, we'll just we'll leave it with that. We'll leave it there. We probably forgot like a major scene, but who cares? <laughs> you want to give a rating, Holden? Yeah, oh, I didn't give one to Kenobi. Kenobi's another five. Um, this is, I think this is an eight. Nice. All right, so. Let's uh, talk about some light year. All right, Lightyear, the new Pixar movie, um, the first theatrically released one in well since onward before the pandemic. Wow, I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, um, we obviously earlier this year we got Turning Red. We've had a we had a few that were other ones that were just released on Disney Plus. But back to the theaters. Apparently, not a very successful one. I don't know if you the box office is it is it, it's worse than Jurassic World second weekend. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so this movie I I saw it's a fifty five million I think opening weekend and it's a two hundred million dollar budget. Holy smokes. Yeah. Wow. So uh I think this might be a flop unfortunately. But we'll see. Maybe people- 200 million dollars mm-hmm. for an animated film. Yeah. Holy moly. They were betting big on this. Not sure it, I'm not sure it paid off financially, but we'll see. Could prove me wrong. Um, it has already, I think, made more than Morbius did in its entire run, though. So it's got that going for it. 
Actually, all right, I'll pull up the official synopsis here, Holden. It says, legendary space ranger Buzz Lightyear embarks on an intergalactic adventure alongside ambitious recruits Izzy, Moe, Darby, and, of course, his robot companion, Socks. Mm-hmm. That's the official synopsis. Holden, this is our non-spoiler review, so if you haven't seen it yet, don't worry. You can get our thoughts. You can decide whether or not you want to see it for yourself, Holden. Overall impressions of Lightyear. Um, it's okay. It's kind of like, I think it's, it's, I'm very middle of the road on this one. Um, I was pretty eager for it because, I mean, Pixar has a good track record. Very excited to see Pixar back to theaters. Um, and this looked like a very ambitious film from like a, a visual standpoint. And visually, it is very good. Um, it's not the most stylized movie or anything, but it is a very, like, the animation just quality is so high and the details on everything so great. The film grain. The film grain, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just kind of, yeah good it's solid i wouldn't yeah i'm i don't know what did what did you think jimmy (laughs) yeah it's like um just technically very well done Mm -hmm. the animation is beautiful the score by michael giacchino solid it's pretty good i it kind of my main concern with it was I felt like it reused like the main theme a little too often, but I also had that complaint about the Batman. So maybe that's just his MO right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, just the, I thought the acting was, was solid too. a lot of it. Like the, the, it was, you know, you had certain character arcs, you know, it, it, it felt like they, put it into the Pixar formula and they turned out a, a solid movie that's not a must-see. My yeah. kind of overall impressions of this movie was like, it's it was good. Like, a half-hearted good. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely... Like, there's definitely room for a great movie to be made in this world. Yeah. Like, if they made a... Like, I, if five years from now there was a sequel to this movie that was great, it wouldn't surprise me because mm-hmm. I feel like there's there's potential here. I think the biggest downfall for me were just like outside of Buzz Lightyear and maybe like the main kind of side character, this this granddaughter of one of his friends from the beginning of the movie because he's traveling forward in time based on the trailer. You see that. Other than those two, I just don't think the rest of the cast is interesting. And I guess I should say Socks, the, the yeah. robot cat, is a phenomenal. Like standout, yeah. Sta- good, absolute standout good was Disney the best companion. part of the movie. Absolutely. Great. Iconic. <laughs> it makes me sad that the rest of the movie didn't live up to Socks because <laughs> just genius, well done. All the animation, just the way it moved, the voice acting was fantastic really really good stuff um yeah but yeah just the rest of the story and the rest of the characters were just kind of flat i yeah and even for me i i would argue even buzz isn't that interesting like we don't really know a lot about him and his i mean i like the the whole guilt aspect of it but i don't know there's it's i just 
he's kind of boring from the fact that half of his character is just that oh he's you know the best space ranger like he's oh he's very stoic he he's tries very hard he follows the rules and then the other half is just like the guilt he feels and trying to make up for that and I mean, I, I think I got to bring it up now, but this movie has a lot. I feel like it has a lot of comparisons you can make with Top Gun. We made a joke about it at the end of the movie, but the more I think about it, I think the more apt it is. And that includes the main characters like motivations and stuff. And I just think that Maverick in the sequel is a lot more like fleshed out for a similar character in some regards. Um I don't know. I I thought the Buzz character worked for me mm-hmm. m- for the most part in this movie. I like I said, I thought his chemistry with Socks was great. Um, yeah, it just literally was the rest of the cast. I it just the the main other girl was. I thought she was serviceable, mm-hmm. and their relationship was nice, but it wasn't spectacular. And the other characters, including like Taika Waititi's comic relief character, just were. I didn't know their names. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really tell you anything about their personalities. Each just each was, character had like one or two personality traits that you that like hammer into your head. But it wasn't even like it didn't even work that well. It wasn't it didn't add any entertainment to it. Like no. you had those in Top Gun Maverick, but it's at least they served a purpose. Mm-hmm. And another weird thing for Pixar movies, it seemed like a lot of the plot progressed in this movie based on oops i actually ran into this button or oops i actually did this thing yeah i mean that that feeds into why i don't really enjoy the side characters because the the core cast aside from buzz is just so incompetent in a lot of ways and that is i mean that's what they're going for i get that but it's they're so incompetent to the point where they cause like half of the threats that they're like trying to solve and so yeah you have these moments that could have easily been avoided if a character was just slightly more careful and di- or didn't make a stupid mistake um and so yeah that just really got on my nerves it made me just not really care about some of them because i was like well you're an idiot of course you're gonna die on this like dangerous planet i don't know why i'm like thinking you have any chance um i mean like yeah i like you say that the side characters it makes me think of milan and you have like kind of the the fellow bumbling male soldiers who are very each very distinct Mm -hmm. And they're not super complicated, but you have a sense for who their character is, and you can actually remember their names by the end of the movie, and they add some comic relief. Oh, I think they part of that you. is you've seen that movie like 15 times, Jimmy. <laughs> but they're actually like good side <laughs> characters. That yeah, they are. In the, they are. In the movie, and they add comic relief. They help the character kind of discover more about themselves. And I think the only character that does that outside of socks is the, the granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taika Waititi's character and the old lady did not do anything. Yeah, it was. It's another case of like I love Taika Waititi. I think he's he can be really funny in things. I think he's a good director. But similar to Free Guy, I see a lot of like praise for his character in this, and I just do not get it. <laughs> I think people just like Taika Waititi. Yeah, and he, I mean he does have a certain charisma that I think he does bring to even those roles. But it's just the characters are so irritating on their own his character is literally is his one note is oh my suit has a pen yeah (laughs) 
that is his character. His character is he has a pen uh, and he just falls and like bumps into things a lot, which causes like half <laughs> of the problems. Yeah. Um, but socks again, worth going to see just for socks, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I you know I don't know if I have a ton left to say non spoiler wise. Should we just dive into things after um, our ratings here? trying to think yeah i guess a lot of my criticisms come with spoilers um yeah we can just we can get into it oh yeah i I guess one thing i do want to say i feel like this movie does not lean into being a space adventure as much as it could like i don't i guess i don't know exactly what i was expecting but I like initially when I saw the trailers for this, I'm like, okay, you know, exploring alien planets and a lot of, you know, cool visual animated combat. I, I, and I just feel like a lot of that stuff was not leaned into in the, in like the best way possible. I don't really know how to properly criticize it for what I'm thinking, but well, yeah, like they don't go anywhere. Yeah. Like it's literally just on this one planet. It's this really? one planet, and I mean, they a don't spaceship. they don't even go to like many areas of the planet. It's not like they travel around the world and visit different biomes, see different creatures. I mean, the creatures are just like angry plants and big bugs. That's it, essentially. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the upside down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. We're <laughs> gonna run into Vecna out there. Um, yeah. Ready to give your rating, Holden? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to say six and a half. Yeah, I'm at a six, I think. Yeah, not a must-see, but you won't hate yourself going to it. It's not long. No. Didn't drag out. There's the parts that are slower. It's not the fastest-paced Pixar movie. The action, I thought, was also just underwhelming. Mm -hmm. There were parts that felt very video gamey. Like, oh, we need to do the thing to get the thing, or I need to mix these things in a specific way to do to solve the puzzle and stuff like that, which was kind of weird, um, especially I, since it was, like, not a video game movie or anything. I also, one thing I want to just touch on, uh, so before this movie, there was a trailer for a Disney movie called Strange Worlds or whatever, um, which is, like, the main, like, the new Disney main animation studio, their project coming out later this year. Um, I just, I feel like this movie should have had a style like that. Like maybe go more for a retro space adventure Flash style. Flash Gordon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause that's what Buzz Lightyear kind of is anyway. But I mean, this movie came out, this is supposed to be a movie that came out in the nineties or maybe even before that, that Andy would have seen and fallen in love with. And that's the whole, that's why he got the Buzz Lightyear toy for Christmas. Um, but this feel, this feels too modern. Like, yeah, it does. It's too like modern and mature to yeah. be that movie. <laughs> I agree. So I, I yeah, think it doesn't. That, it that part doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's it's a real missed opportunity to give this film more of a distinct style. I think, and just seeing that trailer before the movie, I was like, yeah, that kind of gives off like a Lost in Space vibe. Something maybe from yeah. the sixties, seventies should have done something like that. I agree. Um, but you know, this is a good time. See, you see it for socks. Yeah. Watch it when it comes on Disney Plus, I <laughs> no. would say. Yeah, I would say that too. Disappointing because I think this movie is going to fail and I'm worried Pixar is going to be forever banished to Disney Plus. Oof. 
Because if that this movie that is based on an established IP can't make money, then what can is what Disney is thinking. You know, Toy Story 4 made a bajillion dollars. That's true. All right, Holden, let's dive into spoilers. All right. All righty. So, spoilers for Lightyear. Um, what should we... So, I guess... Um, we knew prior to going into this movie that there was a time jump at some point, but what I guess I didn't really realize was how they kind of go about that. Um, probably one of the more interesting parts of the movie is the beginning like montage when after they've crash landed on the planet and the whole idea is that Buzz is trying to make up for his mistakes. So he's constantly going on these dangerous hyperspeed um test runs and each yeah, time it's like he- the very beginning of the new top gun movie yeah exactly <laughs> just like eight times <laughs> but he he keeps doing this in order to in like test it but every time he comes back it's like several years in the future because there's some sort of like time dilation travel thing going on interstellar is happening yeah um but yeah, so I, I think that was really interesting. There's a good montage there. We see his, you know, friend growing, like getting older, getting a family and everything. Meanwhile, you have Buzz, who is essentially sacrificing all of that and all this time he's wasting um, just for this mission. Um, and he's really just like all of this time is passing and he's going to like not know anyone on this planet. So I think that's that's probably one of the better parts of the movie um, and which is why socks work so well too because it's like he it's like it's like a nothing happened you yeah know? like it's like you, it makes sense that this ai would just be oh no time has passed i'm an ai whatever i've just been working on these super complicated <laughs> you know uh formulas and equations figuring this out yeah which i i love that he you know he says it's going to take 60 some years or whatever to figure it out and then of course he you know travels and by the last time he comes back then socks is like oh it's finally done <laughs> yeah so i've been working on this thing i love his little pause and he's typing on the computer yeah it's that that is really <laughs> cute <laughs> yeah so um, i mean socks is i mean not only the fact that he's a robotic cat but i just his cat like things that he does is very endearing um I think cats are going to have a lot more effect on me now that I personally take uh, own and take care of one. <laughs> so a lot of those things just hit me you know, pretty hard. But yeah. And the funniest moment of the movie, too, was when Socks just shoots the little tranquilizer dart <laughs> out of his mouth. Just <laughs> The timing of that was comedy gold. It was like it was the funniest part of the movie easily. Um, yes. Uh, much funnier than the meat sandwich bit. That yeah, just kept going on. That, oh my gosh, yeah. Which that that still bothers me. Why would you call it a meat sandwich? You don't call a normal sandwich a bread, <laughs> bread sandwich. sandwich. Like <laughs> <laughs> they would call that a bread sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. This is dumb. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I mean, yes, watching the friend grow older and her family, that was a nice touch. She has a wife. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the thing that Disney's like, we're so proud of this. We're you know, we don't care if China doesn't release it or whatever. But it's still like just not a very big part of the movie, like No. Like I 
I feel like they put it in there the way they did so that it could be easily cut out. But then China just kind of did a wide thing where they're like, eh, we're not sure we're going to release any of your movies anymore. So Disney's like, you know what? We don't want it. Who cares? <laughs> we're going to pretend like this was part of the plan all along. Yeah. We're Disney and we definitely stand for things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. So they're down yeah, that's in the movie great yep um what else okay so you know the the big twist holden is that zerg is just old buzz lightyear (laughs) who's come from the far future to save the day which i just i cannot wrap my head around the logic of that i don't i don't fully understand like like why is it the same like i don't know i don't i guess i don't fully understand how the time travel in this works so i guess technically it's an alternate universe buzz mm-hmm. from the future who invents a time machine to come back to save the day but he'd be saving the day in an alternate universe so okay whatever i'm not gonna yeah. get lost in the physics of this kid's movie <laughs> though they did bring up time dilation so whatever yeah it it was just pick and choose it it was it was very confusing uh and it kind of distracted me from some of the rest of the movie because i was trying to think about how work it out in my head that's why you just don't don't do time travel in movies (laughs) i Um, will say uh like the zerg suit design so cool like i i think it's i i mean i think it's a cool design as a toy and toy story but i think the way they brought it into like more of a movie form i'm like yeah this is this is a cool suit. I don't understand why he was attacking. Do you? No, that's what I don't. Like, why didn't he just go back in time before the crash and just meet the spaceship and then just make sure he's there to be another guy to pull up during the spaceship or like, oh, don't land on that planet. Yeah, that's I, I don't understand that at all. That, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me because he's just like attacking this planet for no reason. He could like easily just accidentally kill Buzz if Buzz exists then or like destroy the crystal he's trying to get. So, yeah, doesn't make any sense to me. And also he, I yeah, I, I guess I went into this movie expecting that the robots had been on there longer, but I just I feel like if the robots had been established on this planet for like a longer gap of time while Buzz was gone, they would feel like more of a threat. Maybe not necessarily taken over, but they literally say they've been there for just like a few days. And so it's just kind of like, oh, they're, I mean, they're holding out against these robots and yeah, the robots are dangerous, but I don't know. <laughs> it's they're just it's, shooting at the shield. Yeah. What? <laughs> The shield is, just proves itself that it is a, a very viable protection because they never get through the shield. <laughs> Better than those Gungan shields, I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got the, what does he say? Like laser shields yeah, or whatever laser he says. Shield. In the post-credits. Yeah, there's that one robot. <laughs> it's just part of the team and then just disappears. Yeah, which I was kind of disappointed by because I felt like that would have been that could have lended some more comedy and you know have a robot could do some different cool things. R two D two or C three PO of the group, but no, I guess he's just not. Yeah, that was just the yeah the disappointing thing was really the side characters being so flat and Taika Waititi just running into things. (laughs) 
And I'm like, my goodness, this pen payoff better be big. And it, it really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It really wasn't. Um, I mean, in like the first time he said it, it comes with a pen. I was like, I got a little chuckle out of me. I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. You know, just impract. I mean, whatever. It doesn't need it, but it's got a pen holder. But keep ramming that joke into your head. <laughs> yeah, it would have been better if they didn't bring it up again. Yeah. And they just like, oh, I have a pen. Yeah, yeah. He could bring it back at the end. Um, but he, he makes the joke like three or four times before then, so... Yeah, I just didn't think it was that th- exciting or thrilling. Mm-mm. Just was kind of just. It seemed like a sequence of events happened. Yeah, and okay. I also another thing. It, this you have this. There's this other robot that gets its arm torn out at the beginning of the movie that is like tracking them down through half of the movie and it's being like built up like okay this maybe this robot somehow has a vengeance or if nothing else it's going to come back and be a threat and it's just not (laughs) like (laughs) it's so like the first time it comes back i like literally just gets run over by whatever vehicle they're in i'm like are you is that literally it like it literally just gets hit by this vehicle and it comes back one more time but it's still not in any satisfying way I'm like, okay, what was the point of these other scenes then? Like, who cares? I So I leaned over and told you a couple things during the movie. I remember, so one of them was at the very end when they were like, all right, Buzz, we want you to train these new recruits for this space <laughs> flight program. I'm like, I just turned to Holden and I was like, we call it Top Gun. <laughs> and I there was something else I told you that I thought was pretty funny or, or on point, and I for the life of me do not remember what i said well another thing about like uh, i mentioned top gun can other top gun comparisons i mean the the guy um like the one head of star command or whatever after what's her name dies uh, i mean he's just the general guy in top gun maverick too <laughs> like and i mean and then you have i mean the granddaughter character who essentially serves the same thing as uh whatever the goose yeah rooster rooster yeah it's rooster and maverick um and while i mean yeah buzz maybe didn't as directly screw up his life as or her life as uh, maverick did in that it's still like similar arc that i just feel like isn't done as well as in that movie because i don't i mean i don't really care about the granddaughter that much and i didn't really get a sense that there was any sort of tension there uh, it was like one-sided tension, whereas in Maverick, it was very much on both sides. Yeah. So, just imagine a few months ago telling our past selves that you know what you're going to be comparing things to Top Gun Maverick and saying why they're not as good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd never thought I'd be doing that. Yeah. All right, Holden. Anything else we we should mention about this this movie? Um. Oh, I saw uh, it was pointed out in a video I watched online. There was no Pixar short before this. There was not. I did not realize that. Yeah. So that was that's a first for Pixar. I mean, it's not like on on Disney Plus. They've just been periodically releasing shorts. And um, usually they'll coincide a release of one with any of the Pixar movies releasing on there. 
but it's more understandable for that. But this is the first theatrical film that hasn't just had one directly before it. Yeah. I guess we should maybe say that the other post-credit scene, Zerg lives. Yeah. So I doubt we're getting a sequel, though, since this movie is flopping. Yeah. (laughs) No way we're getting a sequel. I mean, I whatever. I don't think it needs one anyway. Even I think that that post credit scene could work on its own, just like with the fact that this is just a you know movie that was seen in the Toy Story universe. And, and I'm sure that the actual Toy Story universe had mu- multiple Buzz Lightyear movies. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. cool. He uses oh, his jetpack thing. Yeah, I was I was literally just about to mention that. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that through the movie. I didn't think about the wings. I wasn't either. But, but I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he says his lines. Yeah. I'm, there was one line that he said that I was like, oh, I forgot that's a Buzz Lightyear thing. But I can't remember which it was. I feel like it was during that scene. <sighs> I can't remember. Yeah, he says a bunch at the end. Yeah. Of course, he says to infinity and beyond. There's that whole that whole thing. Although, actually, I don't think he ever says the whole thing. So it doesn't make no. sense why the toy would say that. He should just hold his finger and say to infinity. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he really isn't like the action figure that's based off him really isn't like him at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a lot more boring. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, the the toys do take on different personalities, but, I mean, in the first Toy Story movie, we have it, Buzz is supposed to be, like, he thinks he's part of Star Command and everything, so... Star Command, come in, Star Command. Yeah. And obviously, I, I, I do think, I think the voice difference, though, is funny, because, I mean, lots of times toys will use different people for voices, so the fact that, like in universe tim allen does a knockoff like chris evans like voice or whatever i think that's kind of funny but yeah um yeah other than that like yeah you're right the character doesn't act the same anywho well then i think that's all i gotta say about Lightyear. yeah i think i'm good too all right holden what are you doing what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, Jimmy, for most of this week, I was pretty busy. Um, in the last, yeah, but I, I watched, a, I did watch a couple movies. Um, one of which, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> I have not seen that since it was in theaters. How is that movie? I think it holds up pretty well. I think um, it being a Lord and Miller movie helps. I think the humor is pretty good. The animation is very slick and, and impressive. Um, I remember being like a big fan of the book that it is quote unquote based on. Um, I mean, it's really not aside from the whole food weather thing and a couple iconic shots from the book are, are recreated in in this but um i yeah i think it's a very enjoyable movie got more than a few uh, laugh out loud moments for me so i'd recommend nice. rewatching it um also <laughs> i watched for the first time and i don't know how long i watched osmosis jones oh wow um which i don't think is held up as well but animation is pretty good it's got like I, I don't know how to describe like late 90s early 2000s like 2d animation it like that and treasure planet and some other movies like the way the characters move just have like a very similar 
fluid motion. I don't know what I I want to like look into exactly what it is that like makes them look that way. But maybe it is because they blend in some 3D in there here and there. I don't know. Um but the animation's very good. Any I forget that Bill Murray's like the main live action character in that. <laughs> and every scene he's in, I like could not watch because it is like the most disgusting thing on the planet. <laughs> like oh he's supposed he's supposed to be like the most like repulsive human, and that's like the whole idea is like that's why his body is so screwed up. But he's just like greasy and sweaty and he like eats just disgusting stuff. I'm like, geez, Bill Murray, you're done dirty in this movie. Um, I feel like maybe I saw this movie in the movie theater and never saw it again. Yeah, I I think I saw it in health class in sixth grade, and that was like the last time I saw it. But the big the opening scene, he like eats an egg that was put in a mouth, like it was put in a chimp's mouth. Like a chimp grabbed it, had it in its mouth, and then Bill Murray takes it and eats it. I'm like, that's so gross. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Osmosis Jones. Uh, but today, the movie I watched that I was the one I was most surprised about. I watched Thirteen Going on Thirty. <laughs> How was that? I I really liked this movie, Jimmy. <laughs> For as far as romantic comedies go, I think it's held up really well. I did not know Mark Ruffalo was like the male romantic interest in this, and he's really good. He looks really young. Um, overall, it was a very funny movie. Um, I think it handles like a lot of the themes it's going for. I, a lot of comparisons can be made with big and I, we were making them while watching the movie, but, um, I I think it probably handles those themes better than it big did in the eighties. Big feels a lot more outdated than this does. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. HBO Max, if you want a light-hearted romantic comedy, I think you can do a lot worse than that. There we go. Um, but, Jimmy, big thing. I did finally 100% Skywalker <laughs> Saga. <laughs> Everything I had hoped and dreamed it would be has been fulfilled. So now I, you can pl- you finally play Ghost of Tsushima, right? I am not doing that. What are you going to play? <laughs> I am playing a game that, okay, so there's this website called Limited Run Games. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but the whole vibe is that they'll like take indie games or whatever and make physical copies of them. And I ordered this one game that I like was interested in playing in, but I ordered it back in September and I had not received it until a few weeks ago. And so I finally got this game. It's called Shantae in the Shantae Half Genie Hero. Shantae is like this series. It's a Metroidvania series that I've quite enjoyed some of them. And they got one of them got this cool physical release that I bought. I'm finally playing that, though, because I've been waiting since September. So playing that, maybe Ghost is next. We'll see. All right. Sounds good. Do <laughs> um, you like it? I think that's pretty much it. I, yeah, just slowly chugging i i'm crossing my fingers i can catch up on better call Saul, but i am not the most optimistic you you need to holden because i guess so like they premiered the first episode of the the second chunk of the season at like a a theater or Mm -hmm. like a red carpet event and apparently it's bonkers so you need to catch up i like i want to but i don't like i don't know if i can (laughs) what do you mean you don't know if you can you literally play 
you 100%ed Lego Star Wars the Skywalker Saga yeah. over 100 hours. But like, you I don't, can I don't, find the time. I don't always want to watch TV shows. Like sometimes I want to like, you know, play a video game. I like I got to split my time in there. My TV I got to split my TV time, Jimmy. Holden, you're going to catch up to Better Call Saul. <laughs> or you will die. And that's a threat or a yeah. promise or both. I'm going to replace Emily with uh, you with Emily on oh. the podcast. She will be the new co-host. <laughs> Has she caught up with Better Call Saul? Well, we're watching the sixth season together right oh, now. Okay. She's on season six, episode three. It's the one we're going to watch next. It's one of the really good episodes. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know, Holden. No, I, I certainly know. wouldn't. <laughs> I'm still you, in season three, so. Oh, my gosh. Yikes. Anyway, Jimmy, I think that is it for me. What about you? Oh, I um, oh, also uh, Miss Marvel is still good. All right, I'll believe it when I see it. All right, eventually. <laughs> um, I have been rewatching Breaking Bad. Uh, I'm on season four, about halfway through season four. Very good. Mm-hmm. Certain ele- like certain plot threads, I'm like, I completely forgot about this. That's or, how I this was. This was too. much shorter than I remember it being. Mm-hmm. Or like this character is not nearly in it as long as I thought they were. Just fun to go back and rewatch that sort of stuff. Um, otherwise, I told you I a long time ago the PS Plus game of the month was Middle Earth Shadow of War. Oh yeah, oh yeah. A, like a long, long time ago, I played a little bit of the first one on my computer, um, and had fun with it. But you know, I wasn't that into Lord of the Rings. Still, I like the movies, but like the story of this i'm like yeah i don't that really don't care to be honest mm-hmm. environments are pretty cool though um based off the movies and that kind of story uh concept art and uh design um but uh at first the combat was like uh, there's there wasn't a 60 frames per second patch on ps5 or anything so i was like i don't know if i'm gonna stick with this but now i've gotten a few of the upgrades it's a little bit more what i was hoping it would be at the beginning Okay. So it was just a. It took a few hours to get to that point, but now I'm having a decent time with it. Again, do I think I'll finish it? Probably not. Okay. But I'm having a decent time with it. Wish it had a 60 frames per second patch. Um, just want to do a little slashy slash. Turn the brain off. Cause I haven't really sat down and and really played a video game since Ghost of Tsushima. Cause I never really got into the Skywalker saga like someone else I know. Yep, enough. And to- like I said, rewatching the first couple episodes of uh, Better Call Saul with Emily. And uh, otherwise, I think that's it, Holden. So you can take us home. Yeah. Uh, so next week, we will not have an episode. Um, we had talked about maybe doing a mini sode for o- Kenobi. Do you think we should or no? I think we'll just wait. Okay. I think we'll just wait. We'll have our thoughts. You, <laughs> I'm. There will be not a shortage of thoughts on it on the inter- internet for you to hear. Um, so you can have those tied you over until um, we are able to record sometime next week. Um, might be a little bit earlier than the weekend, but again, exp- at the latest, it'll be two. You know, two Sundays from now or yeah. whatever. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Jimmy's getting married next week. So. Feel free to send in any congratulations emails if you want, because as of next Saturday, he will be a married man. A married man. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, if you want to give us a request, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or by emailing us at tompodcast at gmail.com or by donating to our Patreon. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, oh. so next episode then we'll have the oh, Black yeah. Phone, Obi-Wan Kenobi finale, and then two episodes of The Boys. Two episodes of The Boys. Also, e- yeah, by that point, Stranger Things also might be out. <laughs> Well, we'll prop we gave ourselves a little bit of a gap to catch up to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll bring you some com- combination of all of that. Yeah, something like that and Holden will be all the way caught up with Better Call Saul and we can yep, <laughs> give our review of everything so far. Hey Jimmy, maybe you should just stop having a wedding and then I'd be able to have all of next Saturday to uh, watch Better Call. You know Call what, Holden, Saul. you just while we're on the altar, you can just have your phone out, <laughs> your AirPods in. Watching uh, the episode Chicanery, uh, season three. So you can just do that. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Holden. We'll call it there. And I will say, throw another shrimp on the bobby uh, and adios pantalones. Love you. <laughs> That one movie podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>